five minutes past eight. Let's bring some uh, broadcasting sense and sensibility. Yeah. Actually, just some overall sense and sensibility. Some professionalism. Some professionalism, some credibility, integrity. You know, you name it. She's got it. It's Ricky Swinnell because, well, the Hamilton Sevens gets underway this weekend. And, Ricky, it's a, a strange old time where we might not have too many of these left slash ever again. So, how are you feeling on the eve of these, the Sevens tournament? Yeah, well, I'm a bit concerned about that. I'm the one bringing the professionalism and levity to this show. But for, for first of all, on a Friday morning, um, look, oh, look at it's, it's sad, isn't it? You know, the, the uh, sevens event in New Zealand has been such a big part of our, our summers for, for so long, and I guess having not had it for the last two years as well, it sort of suddenly feels like oh, it's kind of being ripped away. Like I can. I can understand the logic and the reasoning by, by behind the decision that has been made. And when they're looking, and we still don't know what it's going to look like, but, you know, the whole seven series is, is changing completely. I don't think it'll be the last we see in this, guys. I think it's now on New Zealand rugby to kind of come up with something. They are going to have to relook at, at how sevens works. Um, but look, I think this weekend it, it's pretty well said. Everybody's quite amped for it. I'm, you know, really excited to. To get into it, teams are all here, and been, some of them have been here for ages. Seem to be enjoying themselves, so um, it'll be a, a one good final party, I think, in, in Hamilton. Well, speaking of parties in Hamilton, you can kickstart your Hamilton at a Grins party tonight. Ricky's that I'll be at uh, later on, so I'll, uh, I'll expect oh, to have wow. a few. If you, I'll expect to have a few. It's the official invite. It's the official invite. Um, no, just thank you. Yes, oh, I know oh, you. Wow. Well, talk about reliving the <laughs> reliving oh, the ex- Exactly. <laughs> The iconic. Um, you just touched on the um, the fact that the sevens the sevens circuit is changing. Before we get into this weekend, is there anything that any more information that you can sort of shed on it? And what direction you talk about the new direction? I presume it's more tournaments in a clustered area. Is that is that what we're talking? No, not necessarily. What they're looking to do is basically they want to have seven sevens tournaments, seven tournaments in. Um, in summer hotspots, effectively, or um, you know, so some will stay. Hong Kong won't be going anywhere. That will still stay um, on the schedule. I'm, I'm sure um, we'll see Dubai. And I know you know you've been in, in Dubai, Beaver. It's sort of looking towards more than um, offering more than just kind of rugby and beer over a couple of days. It changes. Yep. It'll change the structure. There's going to be. 12 teams in each competition. The formats are going to change a little bit. But that's what I mean for, you know, for New Zealand rugby. They now have to look at, okay, so what else are we going to give these teams and these players? Because under the new structure, they'll only play seven competition tournaments, you know, seven weekends. Um, yeah, so it's, a, it's just it's going more towards being uh, not just the sporting package. It's, it's entertainment across the board, a little bit of a festival feel to adding to the rugby, which was what they do in Dubai. You know, Craig David played, um, you know, on the, on the Sunday night, which I guess was very good. I didn't go. Um, oh, but, he was know, very so good. Sort of stuff. Oh, did you go? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I sort of, oh, yeah, I heard he was brilliant. You know, so <laughs> it's kind of looking at that sort of thing um, and... And and just changing it up, and I think we could see. Um, and I, look, I, this is not from any inside knowledge. A couple of quite unique locations pop up that maybe we haven't seen um, the sevens played at before as well. Uh, it's it's all positive, and and I guess on this weekend, uh, the Kiwi teams. How do you think they're both placed to uh, to give Hamilton the farewell it deserves? Yeah, uh, well, both of them defending champions. Um, the Aussie women are going to come here and absolutely want to ruin it for New Zealand um, after New Zealand won in Cape Town. New Zealand have got 
well, four of their World Cup stars coming back in, but they've only just been back in training. So, um, you know, it's a big test of them. They are four of the best players in the country, though. Portia, Portia Woodman Whitcliffe, new name. Uh, Sarah Hidney, Stacey Fluter, and Teresa Fitzpatrick. New Zealand have lost Kelly Brazier uh, to injury as well, so that's a, a blow for them. But some of the young women in that team have really stepped up. So the guys, oh, yeah, I mean, the men's competition is so competitive. I think we've had different finalists, different semi-finalists, different winners in all three tournaments so far. You know, Australia won in Hong Kong and then didn't didn't make the the this um, quarterfinals of the next week, and that's kind of where it is. There's about eight or nine, probably nine or ten men's teams who are you know vying every weekend for at least a quarterfinal, and then some real regular contenders. So massive challenge um, for for the guys' team for the New Zealand men this weekend because yeah, like everybody else, like you know, like the women's team, everyone will be gunning for them here. Yeah, there's nothing quite like parity, is there, in any sort of sports competition or league? It's what they all want, Ricky. And yeah, y- you mentioned New Zealand rugby might need to. Re- think how they approach this to make sure we don't lose sevens where is sevens at as a sport in the ecosystem of not just rugby but New Zealand sport because the face of it as you know is changing and what people are interested in and at face value seven seems like that exact sort of format that it would do really really well in 2023 and beyond yeah I think so I think the issue that sevens has and you know it's one thing that reason why they're making the changes is they're very long days and you can't keep a, a, a crowd in and you can't keep a TV audience from 9am till 10pm with you know game after game. I think for New Zealand, for, for the women's game it's huge, it's, for a lot of girls it's the entry into the game, you know we've got some pretty remote parts of the country that they might not be able to get two lots of 15 teams together but they can get seven, you know, can get seven on seven for girls to be able to play and so that's their entry into the game. I think you could probably argue that the Black Fern 7s and the Black Fern 15s brand is very strong at the moment for, for the women's game. And, and like I said, you know, Stacey Flula and, and Portia Woodman, Whitcliffe, and I've got to keep practising saying her name that way so I get it on my head. Um, <laughs> and, and um, you know, Sarah Hidney are some of the most recognisable faces in the game now. For the men, I, it, it's probably different. And, and you know, we're going to see a couple of guys in Super Rugby this year who've just come out of out of playing in the sevens. Caleb Tungitao's at the Blues after being absolutely brilliant on the seven series this year. So, you know, for Clark Laidlaw and his team, they're massively talent spotting. They pick young guys up out of school, put them into effectively a professional game, or very much a professional game. And their role is almost, it seems, uh, setting them up to go to Super Rugby and to, to go on to other things which in itself is challenging, right? Because everyone still expects the New Zealand men's sevens team to be winning every tournament without maybe realising and recognising how competitive the series is and absolutely being on the top, on the podium, if not the top of the podium, come the Olympics. So, yeah, look, I think as a, as a way to get new eyes onto the sport, sevens is a, is a great way to do that and potentially more so through the women's game. Now, as we mentioned at the start, Ricky, you are the ultimate professional. But are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna wind back the clock as far as the historic nature of this weekend and a bit of a tip of the hat to the sevens history in this country and potentially show up in fancy dress for the commentary? Do you know, do you, we had this conversation um, at the Cape Town sevens. We're like, we sh- we need to we need to go fancy dress one to, uh, or you know theme up each, each weekend and. This weekend, absolutely nobody is on board with it. So, oh. <laughs> it's very disappointing. No, so but we have we have had that very discussion about uh, 
at least one tournament every so often. Um, yeah, getting some getting some fancy dress. But looking forward looking forward to seeing the ugly baby heads this weekend. Um, who I have a love hate relationship with in, in the sevens crowd. Um, to see you know they they are always the classics. Um, I don't know. We'll see what what's your uh, what would what would be your go to costume beef. Well, I've still got those uh, dozen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles costumes I bought to go watch the uh, Timmy at the um, Gold Coast Commonwealth Games, which no one ever told me that you don't actually dress up when you go to the Sevens at the Commonwealth Games. So I've still got them <laughs> sitting there that I probably need to get some use out of. Absolutely. You wouldn't want to see them go to waste. Yeah, I'm, I'm also not sure what the, uh, the alcohol sponsorship situation is at Hamilton, but I'm sure beeve has got some grins kit that he could uh, flick, <laughs> flick you have. If you head along tonight, Ricky, you could probably... Um, I'll get, a, get you a bucket hat, no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think, I think that, isn't it called that ambush marketing or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know what? We're proud of it. There's <laughs> no shame with it. Hey, Rick, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Enjoy the uh, event. Call well, and we'll all tune in. Thanks, guys. Hey, Beef, you look after yourself out there in Hamilton at the Jungle, mate, this weekend. I will. I will. And you know where I'll be tonight, Rick. Okay, see you guys. There you see go. Ricky uh, She's outstanding. Outstanding. A lot of fun and very sharp broadcaster, uh, Beaver. It is crazy to me to think that. And I think it's crazy to a lot of the seven stars themselves that this might be it. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah, it's interesting. We must. I'm trying to think who I was on when we had Dallas Fisher on, who's obviously one of the chief organisers of the Hamilton Sevens. And he alluded to the fact that, oh, give us a month and you'll hear more. And then Rick sort of alluded to the fact that the New Zealand scene has to, well, they're going to have to come up with more tournaments because you can't pay people 12 months of a year to be a sevens player and have seven tournaments. So I would not be surprised if there is work getting done to have a big event in Fiji. Oh. That, that, jumps, off, that jumps off my thought process straight away. And then if you had... Fiji then I would think it would make sense to have another New Zealand one and I I know it's not a huge crowd um, as far as venue but talking to people who have been there and, and young fellas who have played in it why aren't we resurrecting the Queenstown Sevens like I know the Provincial Sevens used to be there and I used to look at the Provincial Sevens and you think that's an event that I want to go to because it just looks so awesome there I think it's Wakatipu, uh the rugby club there in the middle of Queenstown so if they're talking about maybe New Zealand rugby having to come up with you know its own event, not part of a series, then maybe somewhere in like Queenstown, obviously trying up the capacity a bit. But what an event that would be! I um I can see something coming on the horizon, and it wouldn't be quite as uh, it'd be different to Queenstown, but. This new Christchurch Stadium is going to have to. The city council is going to have to spend money to to fill that new stadium with marquee yes. events to market it, yep. and to make it worth its while. And Christchurch is a brand new city. The biggest issue with Christchurch at the minute, Beaver, is it doesn't have people. They're really struggling to get people into the centre of the town and make the use of it. So I can see that being something. And what would it look like? So there's the seven tournaments, and then they have a couple of invitationals around yes, the world. That's what I'm imagining they have, and uh, I guess that's where New Zealand's got a. I guess front foot it as far as getting essentially getting tournaments happening to to justify these guys being full time professionals because we certainly don't want to lose that aspect of it as Ricky Ricky alluded to the fact that these guys more often than not are using this as a pathway into professional rugby and and New Zealand are using it as a bit of a moulding 
a molding time to get these guys out of school. Yep, you're not ready for Super Rugby straight out of school. We know you're going to be a Super Rugby player one day. Let's get you in a training regime. Let's get you learning the disciplines of being a professional rugby player. But she alluded to the fact that what the what the seven tournaments have now got to look like. Like if you go to, I, I am still blown away by that Dubai event. When I went over there, obviously I went over there playing the ten social aspect, but that was that was a major part of the actual Dubai event. You got all these people out the backfields playing social sport, the the tens, the netball, uh, CrossFit competitions, wow. six aside cricket. That's all going down on the outer arenas from sort of nine till two ish, and then everyone's there. They've got massive massive uh, complexes for the kids bouncy castles like you've never seen and it's just this pop-up sort of little city where it's all going down all the big hsbc tents are there vips like all the corporate stuff and then it all just floods into the stadium and they have this amazing event there so when she talks about an event i don't think we can comprehend i know hamilton's done the best they can um wellington was obviously an event which was a party a straight pure party which was great but as an event when you see the things like what Dubai puts on, wow! You can see, you can see why maybe we are falling off, falling off the uh, circuit. If that's if that's what the uh, standard setter is, it was great perspective, mate. I had no idea, and and that it just really does put it in perspective. It just we are we are little scale. We're small fry in New Zealand. I would just say if someone like Carl Budge can get Sail GP oh, event into Littleton, 100%. New Zealand rugby has to be able to create a Sevens Invitational here in New Zealand to keep the sport alive. It just is a no-brainer. But, I, I mean, like I was explaining the Dubai there just a second ago, Louis, what that, that event looks like. And, and it's I feel I feel sorry for people trying to organise events in New Zealand because us Kiwis go to these events overseas and go, wow, how cool is this? Why don't we do this in New Zealand? New Zealand would love this. But there's so much, I guess, red tape. and Culturally, you know, it's just different as well. Yeah, well, culturally, we would enjoy this, but, you know, a place like Dubai, for example, um, that is the absolute circle in their social itinerary. Right. And, you know, in New, Ze- in New Zealand, we've got s- so many activities that people will do at the weekends that to focus in on something like that is, you know, oh, well, the Hamilton's and Sevens are on. Oh, I've, I'm actually going fishing this weekend. You know, I'm going to the beach. You know, there's just so much other options for our recreational time and spend. But I do think because of how much red tape there is that they've to organise things like this. Like, I mean, for example, in Hamilton, you, you're going to be cut to probably one drink by about mid-afternoon, you know, and it's going to be half strength, you know. So when you think about things like that, I can assure you, elsewhere in the world, they don't, they don't have such... Red tape to get through. Oh, give me a spell, eh? Those, speaking of red, those red badge characters, oh dear. 